Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we'll go over the topic of anemia of chronic disease from the heme section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 56-year-old man presents to his annual physical exam with weight loss, fatigue, and weakness. He is a long-term smoker and also recently immigrated from Southeast Asia. He complains of a chronic cough for the past year with occasional bloody mucus. He agrees to undergo imaging for lung lesions and a blood test for tuberculosis. Iron studies reveal decreased serum iron, increased ferritin, and decreased TIBC. Peripheral blood smear shows basophilic stippling. Now, let's get into the episode. As a quick introduction, anemia of chronic disease resulting from decreased red blood cell production is a normal chromic normocytic anemia. In terms of pathogenesis, know that iron is stored in macrophages or bound within ferritin. Hepcidin is an acute phase reactant that is increased in states of inflammation. Inflammation causes release of hepcidin by the liver. Know that increased hepcidin inhibits iron absorption from the diet and prevents release of iron bound by ferritin from macrophages. As far as associated conditions with anemia of chronic disease, the ones to know include chronic inflammatory conditions, chronic infections like tuberculosis, and long-standing malignancy, which corresponds to normocytic and normochromic anemia. The prognosis of anemia of chronic disease is varied based on the underlying inflammatory condition. As far as the presentation of anemia of chronic disease, symptoms of anemia include generalized weakness, fatigue, shortness of breath, and or headache. Physical exam may reveal pallor and or tachycardia. As far as evaluation, labs in the setting of anemia of chronic disease may reveal increased ferritin, decreased serum iron, decreased TIBC and transferrin saturation, as well as normal MCV, which can progress to decreased MCV with long-standing disease. Peripheral blood smears may reveal normochromic red blood cells, may be normocytic or microcytic, and basophilic stippling can be seen in cases of alcohol abuse, lead poisoning, thalassemias, and hereditary pyrimidine 5-prime nucleotidase deficiency. The differential diagnosis for anemia of chronic disease includes anemia of renal disease, iron deficiency anemia, and aplastic anemia. Moving on to treatment of anemia of chronic disease, first you will treat the underlying disease. If the underlying disease is unknown or treatment of the underlying disease does not improve symptomatic anemia, you can measure the EPO or erythropoietin. If low, you can administer EPO or erythropoiesis stimulating agents or ESAs. Make sure the iron stores are sufficient, and if they are insufficient, patients must be resistant to EPO. Complications of anemia of chronic disease is severe anemia. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 55-year-old woman presents to clinic with fatigue and decreased exercise tolerance. Over the past year, she has found it increasingly difficult to walk to work because she gets short of breath. She also feels tired after climbing three flights of stairs, which has never been a problem in the past. She denies orthopnea, cough, weight loss, or fevers. She has a history of rheumatoid arthritis and hypertension. She had an aortic valve replacement five years ago. She's taking no medications and has no allergies. She smoked one pack per day for 10 years, but recently quit and started a vegan diet two weeks ago. Her temperature is 99.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.3 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 150 over 85 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 65 per minute and respirations are 15 per minute. On exam, she has mucosal pallor and decreased capillary refill. She has a regular heart rate with a third heart sound before S1. There is bilateral swelling with ulnar deviation of the metacarpophalangeal joints and bilateral swelling of her knees. The remainder of the exam is unremarkable. Routine labs are as follows. 
Hemoglobin is 8 grams per deciliter. Mean corpuscular volume is 81 cubic micrometers. Serum is 35 micrograms per deciliter. Total iron binding capacity is 150 micrograms per deciliter. Ferritin is 500 nanograms per milliliter. LDH is 200 units per liter. And haptoglobin is 100 milligrams per deciliter. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's anemia? And the choices are 1. Autoimmune sequelae. 2. Decreased dietary iron. 3. Decreased iron absorption. 4. RBC enzyme deficiency. And 5. Valvular shearing. The correct answer to this question is 1. Autoimmune sequelae. So this patient has evidence of poorly controlled rheumatoid arthritis with a normocytic anemia, elevated ferritin, and low serum iron and total iron binding capacity. This is most consistent with anemia of chronic disease as a result of long-standing autoimmune-mediated inflammation associated with rheumatoid arthritis. To quickly review, anemia of chronic disease is a form of anemia that results from long-standing inflammation associated with chronic infection, chronic immune activation, and malignancy. Chronic inflammatory states stimulate the production of ferroportin, an iron carrier protein which reduces the access to iron in the circulation. This maladaptive process decreases the amount of iron available to potentially invasive organisms at the detriment of the host. Anemia of chronic disease is a normocytic anemia that presents with low iron, low total iron binding capacity, high ferritin, and no signs of hemolysis, with normal LDH and haptoglobin. Treatment should be aimed at controlling the underlying cause of chronic inflammation. Erythropoiesis-stimulating agents and blood transfusions are reserved for severe and symptomatic cases. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answers 2 and 3, decreased dietary iron or iron absorption can cause iron deficiency anemia. However, laboratory analysis would show microcytic anemia with high total iron binding capacity and low ferritin. Although this patient is at risk of developing iron deficiency anemia as a result of her vegan diet, this would be unlikely to occur after two weeks. Answer 4, red blood cell enzyme deficiencies such as G6PD deficiency can cause normocytic anemia. However, laboratory analysis would show normal iron studies and evidence of hemolysis, that is increased LDH and low haptoglobin. G6PD deficiency is a genetic disorder that predisposes red blood cells to break down, often triggered by infections, certain medications, stress, or fava beans. Finally, answer 5, valvular shearing of red blood cells may occur following valvular replacement and can cause hemolytic anemia. Mechanical hemolysis with anemia and a high reticulocyte count with signs of hemolysis, such as increased LDH and low haptoglobin. This patient's third heart sound is most consistent with an S4 gallop, which is not related to prosthetic valve dysfunction, which is a risk factor for mechanical hemolysis. To leave you with a bullet summary, anemia of chronic disease is a normocytic anemia with low iron, low total iron binding capacity, and high ferritin. And moving on to the final question, a 67-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for fatigue. This has persisted for the past several months and has been steadily worsening. The patient has a past medical history of hypertension and diabetes. However, he is not currently taking any medications and does not frequently visit his physician. The patient has lost 20 pounds since his last visit. His laboratory values are as follows. Hemoglobin is 9 grams per deciliter. Hematocrit is 29%. And mean corpuscular volume is 90 cubic micrometers. Serum sodium is 139 milliequivalents per liter. Chloride is 100 milliequivalents per liter. Potassium is 4.3 milliequivalents per liter. And calcium is 11.8 milligrams per deciliter. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the choices are 1. Bone marrow aplasia. 2. Intravascular hemolysis. 
3. Iron deficiency. 4. Malignancy. And 5. Vitamin B12 and folate deficiency. The correct answer to this question is 4. Malignancy. So this patient is presenting with enormocytic anemia, weight loss, and hypercalcemia, suggesting an underlying malignancy as the etiology of his presentation. Anemia of malignancy presents similarly to the anemia seen in many inflammatory disorders and can present with vague symptoms of fatigue and weakness. Laboratory values are notable for a decreased red blood cell count as well as a normochromic and normocytic anemia. The underlying pathophysiology is related to malignant cell infiltration of the bone marrow. Other key findings in the diagnosis of malignancy can include hypercalcemia and weight loss that is not intended. Any patient presenting with a normocytic and normochromic anemia with vague symptoms of fatigue should be worked up for an underlying etiology for their presentation, which may include tumor markers and radiography. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, bone marrow aplasia describes aplastic anemia, which causes pancytopenia and can present with fatigue secondary to anemia, infection, which can manifest with leukopenia, and bleeding, which can manifest with thrombocytopenia. It has an insidious onset and an unknown etiology. The patient's hypercalcemia and weight loss suggest a diagnosis of malignancy. Answer 2. Intravascular hemolysis presents with anemia, reticulocytosis, hyperkalemia, increased lactate dehydrogenase levels, and decreased haptoglobin. And finally, answer 3. Iron deficiency presents with a microcytic anemia and typically occurs in female patients or patients with colon cancer secondary to bleeding. And finally, answer 5, vitamin B12 and folate deficiency presents with a megaloblastic anemia, typically in an alcoholic, which causes folate deficiency, or in vegans, which can cause B12 deficiency. To leave you with a bullet summary, anemia of malignancy presents with a normochromic and normocytic anemia. That's all for this review about anemia of chronic disease. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast so far, we'd appreciate your consideration in leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.